<laughs> you got a little spoon. I'm sorry, folks. We, we are we are alive, and Mark and I were having an appropriate conversation. I'm little spoon. And you're the little spoon. I'm on top today. Yes, I, I love. I, I like neutral. Like in wrestling, there's yeah. top, bottom, and neutral. Neutral is side to side. That's neutral that's like a spoon. It's like a spoon position. We've we've all we've all attempted that in the spoon. The spoon the spoon is like a starting position for wrestling. You're just waiting on a way to make your move. You know. Yeah. Except it's a starting. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. For a lot of stuff. <laughs> I like it. Oh my god, where'd he go? Wait, why are you on the right now? I'm so confused. Now you're right wing. Um, right wing. Where'd you go? Hang on a second. We've had technical call the IT department. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I might have bumped it or something like that. Who knows? Well, but, you look great. It's a great it's a great, great placeholder like for yeah, you. It's just like me, like sticking my chest out, sticking my titties out like Cali. But it's very flattering. It's extremely flattering. Oh no, not a dude. I my wife just so I did the live last night after uh, my daughter's soccer game, and she walks by and she gives me a look through my my office. You see my office. Yeah. She can look in here. She give me that look right now, actually. And she's like, Cali must again. I'm like, he just won't shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I try. I, every time I try to back away, Chris Jones will send me like, "Yo, this is gonna be fun." I'm it's like, "Let's go, Chris." Like the dude says that anybody that uh, mentions another man's, any man that mentions another man's name in a video is gay, and then he won't stop mentioning your and Chris's name. It's very strange. Uh, we just heard they say sound is really bad. I'm hearing you just fine. You're hearing me just fine. I don't know. Let me check. Yeah, is my sound okay? Which one of us sounds bad, or is it I, everything? I think you fucking sound awesome. Oh, well, I got I got this great microphone here, man. I'm I've stepped up my game. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now it says the sound is better now. Good. I think it was. Um, I think you were just sitting far back. Yeah, I, I just I just moved it up here a little bit, so I'm oh, actually got go. the mic. I got the mic right up to my face now. Now, now but, we um, had we had visual and audio problems. We're starting out great today. We're fucking killing it, man. Yeah, um, dude. But no, I have no idea. I have I, I have no idea like why. Uh, I have no idea, no idea why he mentions you guys all the time. Like he know. knows he's going to get destroyed, dude. Mac Trucks is kind of funny because he plays this whole passive aggressive, and Mac yeah. is like, I mean, I don't know if you know about it. But like he's a legit gangster. Like he's not a studio gangster. Like no. Mac is a guy who has literally. I'm not going to say what he's done or how he's done it. He's he's a legit gangster, and yeah. like so he you can't pull that 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 like YouTube gangster shit on Mac. Like, cause he knows what it's like in real gangs, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> and it's just the that, funniest shit. That makes you that makes you savage all on your own. Oh god, yeah. I mean, he's the nicest guy ever. I mean, Matt Max, my boy. I love that guy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really funny in that like if you're if you're in a glass house, you shouldn't throw stones. And dude, Callie's right. in like a house of cards. Like his supplements are such trash that all I have to do is just all I have to do is just show his label. And it's a diss. Like, I'm literally, like, dissing him just by showing how bad his supplements are. And he doesn't make them. So whoever he hired to white label those things, they're just so bad at what they do. And I'm so good at what I do that it's just really – for me, it's just fun. Like, it's like recreation. Yeah. It's like it's like surfing porn. It's amazing. Right. It's fun. It's a very interesting analogy. But, um, <clears throat> but uh, I also find it, like – the, like when your breakdown of the, of the label, I have no idea like how he's not in trouble. Like, 
Well, you, you're not listing off half of what's in a scoop of something. Like, well, here's, here's what, the thing: there's what you've taught, yeah. from what you've taught me, that's not a possibility. You know? Well, I mean, you didn't, you, you did kind of, I can't, I was like, is the label approved? I'm like, I'm still going through legal. We've gone through 10 revisions on the original mm -hmm. no morbidity just to get the oh, claims no. and everything right. The white paper, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards you got testing going in, testing coming out. I guarantee you, and I could be wrong, but I'm not most likely is that they're not doing that. It's, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a low end operation. And the fact that he was able to see, here's the thing. Remember how long it took to come out with no morbidity and with um, with with alchemy it took took months, if not a, over a year, for no morbidity. Yeah. So by the time you get the ingredients in, qualify them, quantify them, test them, get everything done, run it through legal, print labels. You're looking at six months minimum. The fact that he did all of this in, in like a week either shows that it was an existing product that he simply slapped his label on, or that it followed none of the procedures to legally. And rightfully, and as it should be, I think I'm, I'm anti-government pro-regulation. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. I do think that diet, I do, I've, I've dealt with the FDA for over 20 years, and I actually really enjoy dealing with them because at the end of the day, they just want to do their jobs with the people I've dealt with at the FDA. They actually really want to protect consumers. And yeah. at least the people I've dealt with, you might have a different experience. So like I, a person named Bailey was someone I worked with before. And they're just like, look, man, we want to make sure you follow the rules. want to make sure we keep Americans safe. And I'm like, good. So when you don't have uh, oversight, you get things like SARMs and, you know, Blackstone Labs back in the day, um, you know, literally causing liver failure and kidney failure, putting adulterants on the market. So we mm -hmm. need oversight. I know that sounds antithesis of what libertarians do, but like if we have it, everybody should follow it. Yeah. So I don't know why my camera is still out again. Give me a second. But at least the, at you least hear the me? sounds good. I hear you great. Your your your, your, right. your microphone's killing. I have I have no idea what the fuck is wrong with my camera. So give me a second. Yeah, no problem. I'll just talk about whatever. So what we're going to go over today, guys, is diabetes. And we're going over what the ADA, the American Diabetes Association, is recommending for people and, and also all the ramifications of diabetes. I'd like to also talk about diet. Like what should people with diabetes – again, we're not doctors. Go check with your doctor. Again, everything the CDC and WHO says is, is fact and biblical in its statement. It's all true. But um, we're going to go over our opinion on how people with diabetes should eat um on the recommendations we have how we deal with people with diabetes and everything involved in that so diabetes is and we're going to talk mainly 100 percent, basically about type 2 diabetes so type 1 diabetes is something that literally you you can't really prevent you're born with it it's a genetic disease like cystic fibrosis like sickle cell other diseases that are genetic they are something you cannot prevent so you have to literally live your life controlling and living with type 1 diabetes type 2 diabetes is again it's something that you could be more genetically predisposed to but by and large the reason we're seeing such an uptick in type 2 diabetes is due to our lifestyle is due to our lifestyle and not our genetics. Um, most of it, I don't have the exact percentage, but I think it's over 90% last time I looked. I don't, don't correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, is that type 2 diabetes is caused by lifestyle choices. It caused by lack of exercise, poor food choices, insulin resistance. What causes insulin resistance a lot is eating the wrong foods, spiking insulin too often, 
you know, not being as active as you should be. And that causes something called metabolic syndrome, AKA syndrome X. Syndrome X is essentially your body's inability to handle and process carbohydrate. <clears throat> so as your body goes through this, you have these, these upheavals, these upticks, these irregularities in your blood sugar and your insulin. So your insulin is constantly spiking. It's in a bad spot and your body can't deal with that. So that really puts a lot of stress on your pancreas. Your pancreas ends up, well, I mean, with lack of a better term, shit in the bed. And bada boom, bada bing, you end up with type 2 diabetes. Now, the thing is with type 2 diabetes... I have seen this firsthand. You are not only able to treat it in a way where it won't affect you, but I have seen it cured. I've seen it actually people come in with diabetes and come out without diabetes. So type 2 diabetes is a treatable, curable, and a preventable disease. Type 1 diabetes, you're fucked. You have to live with it. Type 2 diabetes, which is most of diabetes in our country, is absolutely 100% treatable, preventable, and in many cases, curable. So we're going to go over today is what the American Diabetes Association is saying and also go over our opinion on how you should deal with it. Again, we're not doctors. Please consult with your doctor. And Alan, how did I do on Killing Time? Dude, you did amazing. Uh, absolutely just, amazing. I, I, I had to switch browsers. Google doesn't like StreamYard for, for some reason right now. That's racist. It's racist. It's absolutely Because <laughs> everything's racist, you know? So... <laughs> This is the, this is my thing. I, I, I've dedicated my life to helping people with, a, you know, reverse their obesity. And a lot of times with obesity comes type 2 diabetes, heart disease, uh, liver disease, kidney dysfunction, so many things. And I've said it many, many times, the wave of type 2 diabetes that's coming, we've got something about 96 to 110 million people that are pre-diabetic right now, right? Um, the people that... The diabetes industry is not trying to put themselves out of business, okay? Yeah. They are going to very much want you to be diabetic and use their treatment. It's just common sense, right? So my wife sent me this <coughs> earlier. Uh, I believe she sent me this earlier or somebody somebody sent it to me. Uh, but and you sent it to me and I'm like, dude, I'd love to address this. This is crazy because this is from directly from the American with Diabetes Association. The oh ADA, my goodness. Which are so many, so many things from the ADA, right? Uh, but can people with diabetes drink beer? No. Um, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah, just to just to put it on out there, I really don't think you should be. Um it, I, I just see it as like this very negative thing that you're gonna do with your life. Like I find it horrible that we have people that will drink alcohol and eat tons of processed carbohydrates and then inject insulin. It's so next level, like self-harm that, that's just societally accepted. I don't even understand how we've gotten here to a great degree, but we have normalized, just like the problem with normalizing obesity, we have normalized type two diabetes as if people think like, it's no big deal. Like, oh, they got the diabetes. Like, what, what can we do? Like the, the bettis. Yeah, the bettis, they got the, the bettis. bettis. Eventually that comes, uh, eventually that comes with like, very serious problems. Like you are not going to be a healthy diabetic. Like it's by, by just definition, you are unhealthy because you have diabetes. Yep. So would it not behoove you to do your very best to watch everything you do and 
90% of all type 2 diabetes, according to the CDC, 90% of all type 2 diabetes is reversible or avoidable by lifestyle change. Really? The CDC in- says that? Yeah, yes. Wow. There as are- as usual, the CDC is correct, Alan. They're always correct. Yes, they are correct. I love using their information. I, lo- I love using the CDC information because you can't argue it. The problem is the CDC has a ton of information there, but they misrepresent it oftentimes through their um, through their spokespeople. But if you would take a look at the actual data, the actual data shows something that they're like very different than what they say. But listen to the, like, this is by, uh, this is an RD, okay? And just so everybody understands, there's been a ton of RDs that have been paid by ultra processed food companies recently uh, that did not release that they were being paid by ultra processed food companies to in fact propagate and promote ultra processed foods. Yeah. And beer is definitely an ultra processed food, right? Um, but this says with, with football season in full swing, it's also tailgating season. And that means foods, food and beers with friends. But is it okay to drink beer if you have diabetes? I'm just going to say no. Uh, how much is too much? How many carbs are typically in beer? I'm literally just going to say no. Like I, I'm, I, like, I understand that everybody's like, well, they can't live a little. They've lived enough. Like they, they've, they've partied up enough in some way or another to give themselves type 2 diabetes. And if they haven't, if they're one of the very few people that get type 2 diabetes as uh, just through no fault of their own, they have either uh, some sort of illness that causes some sort of pancreatic disorder or something like that. You know, and type 1 diabetes is completely different, you know, but I still, if you're type 1 diabetic, I would still suggest you not drink alcohol. Like I've got nothing against alcohol before, before the last, uh, before the pandemic, I was a, you know, six to eight beer a week drinker, no matter what, right? I don't anymore because I focused way more on my health and it is an actual fucking poison. Yeah. So, I mean, it is an absolute, absolute, you know, absolute poison. So uh, how many, how many carbs are typically in beer? I love how they're talking about carbs and diabetes because they pretend that there's not a link, but there is, right? And then is it safe to drink with diabetes? People with diabetes do not need to cut alcohol on their diet. This is the American Diabetes Association telling you that you don't need to cut alcohol out of your diet. As a matter of fact, many studies have suggested that light drinking no more than one or two drinks a day may be beneficial to diabetes. You're out of your mind. It's not beneficial. Alcohol is not beneficial to anything. That is the cherry picking of old cherry picking of cherry picking. That is the most reprehensibly stupid comment I've heard in the past two minutes (laughs) because we're in 2023. There's a stupid comment every day, every two minutes. But I mean, goodness gracious, guys, there is no benefit to drinking alcohol other than it makes girls look better. Uh, I do find it funny that they're quoting a, a study from China as if China wouldn't want us to be sickly. Uh, you know, like, uh, why is the American with Diabetes Association quoting a study from China? It's just very weird to me. It is odd, um, isn't it? Yeah. However, there are some important safety considerations for people with diabetes. Alcohol competes with your liver's ability to make glucose when your blood sugar is low. If you are on insulin and other uh, anti-hyperglycemic medications, this can lead to a dangerously low blood sugar up to 24 hours after you stop drinking. Alcohol can also cloud your judgment so you may not realize that your blood sugar is low. Why are we suggesting this to people? Because these are this is that's all true. So why are we suggesting that to people? Like I don't understand. I, I don't understand. You can't like if the person's obese and you drink alcohol, no fat loss in the next you know what is it thirty six to forty eight hours? Like because it, it's a poison. Your body's like what the fuck? Your liver's too busy dealing with uh, the ethanol uh, than dealing with blood sugar. You know. 
to prevent hypoglycemia, don't drink on an empty stomach. Uh, make sure you have food handy while you are drinking. Yes, yes. Make sure you binge. Make yeah. sure you binge while you drink. Yeah, lower your inhibitions and then be around a bunch of like football party food. What could go fucking wrong, right? Like, uh, uh, how much is how much is too much, Mark? Uh, honestly, the recent data, um, Huberman actually, a lot of his Huberman gets out of his lane a lot. Like he's the laughing stock of the actual muscle scientist yeah. community. Like the actual, like the ISSN, everybody thinks he's hilarious. Cause he, he just kind of, he's a nerd. He's a fucking eye doctor. He's an yeah. eye expert. Yeah. And he's like, now he's like the expert on growing muscle and everything else. All of a sudden yeah. he actually had a good podcast, a phenomenal podcast on alcohol. I believe he had a guest on. And he completely shit on it. There is no good amount of alcohol. There just isn't. Alcohol destroys you. It destroys your metabolism. Also, being fat is the number one thing you don't want with diabetes. And alcohol not only stops you from burning fat and adds calories while you drink it, it does it for hours afterwards. So it doesn't just halt. It doesn't just add calories. It literally halts your body's ability to burn fat. It's, it's amazing. And again, I'm going to remind everybody that what we're reading comes from the American Diabetes Association. They're literally talking, they're, they're going to walk people through here how they should, they could have diabetes and still drink alcohol. Because as a newsflash, then you're going to be taking their medications. But alcohol consumption recommendations are for the same for, same for people with diabetes as the rest of the population. Because mm-hmm. apparently there's no differentiation between somebody with type 2 diabetes and a healthy person. Yeah. No, no more than one drink a day for women and up to two drinks a day for men. Two drinks a fucking day. Like, I mean, so we're talking 14 beers in a fucking week. Like two drinks, 14 beers. That's like, hey, it's okay to smoke two cigarettes a day. Like that. The accumulation effect is insane, too. Like that's a constant barrage on your liver and your kidneys and your body and your organs. I mean, two beers a day is a lot. That's also... That's about 400 to 500 calories, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, um, so oh, no. many. Beer, 14 beers is something like 1,600 calories. Oh, your uh, audio just wigged out a little bit, Alan. Can you hear me now? It's just vibrating. Huh. But I don't know if it's my internet or what's going on today. My bad, guys. Um, can you no, hear me it's now? it's all good. Yeah, but it's okay. still doing the vibrations. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool actually. It's got a little like Avengers type theme, like Optimus oh, I Prime. Love yeah, I I, I, I don't know Avengers. if everybody else will, will love the vibrations, but I like it. I personally okay. like it. How about now? Ah, uh, still there. How about now? Oh, it's good. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, it's perfect. That's good. So so yeah, so not only are you doing all those so 12 beers a week. The yeah. ADA is really going with, are they, is this is on their website? Yeah, absolutely. That's insane. Now they do say that binge drinking or drinking more than four drinks for women and five drinks for men within two hours is strongly discouraged for health and safety reasons. Jesus. Um, if you are at a sporting event and plan to drink over several hours, pace yourself and don't overindulge. A good rule of thumb is to have no more than one drink per hour and no more than three for women or four for men drinks a day. Uh, I, I, I love how they keep raising it per day. And remember to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. When it comes to, uh, it comes to beer, one drink is 12 ounces, one, uh, one can or bottle of beer. But remember some cans and bottles have more than 12 ounces. This is, this is, 
literally a tutorial on how to drink beer by the American Diabetes Association. If you are pregnant, 40s. yeah, 40s, 40, 40 malt liquors. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, if, if you're pregnant or underage, you should not drink any alcohol. Talk to your doctor. So don't drink alcohol, but get the jab if you're pregnant. Um, so yeah. says the so says the FDA. And they're right. Uh, is, they're 100% right. What could go wrong? Nothing. Um, beer is typically higher in carbs than other alcoholic beverages like wine or liquor, but the carb content of beer can vary widely. Blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, modern alcohol consumption, no more than one or two drinks per day, is perfectly safe for most people with diabetes. So they're making a medical diagnosis via an article. They're giving medical advice via an article. Oh, my God. Uh, to avoid hypoglycemia, don't drink on an empty stomach and check your blood sugar often and uh, while drinking and up to 24 hours after you stop drinking. Or just don't drink. Uh, if you're planning to drink beer at a sporting event or another occasion, here are a few tips to follow. One serving of beer is 12 ounces. Choose light beers. Pace yourself. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't even, oh, I think that's the end of the article. They just stop. So here's my problem, Alan. They're, they keep using the word carbs. Carbs mm. are not the problem with beer. They're just not. It's going to be like a light beer is like two to 10 grams, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. It's not carbs. The problem is the alcohol calories and the alcohol itself. I'm not worried about the carbohydrate. Not worrying me at all. I am worried about the alcohol. The alcohol that adds calories, that has no health benefit at all. Carbohydrate, I can say, okay, there's some benefits. It provides energy, glucose for the brain. All alcohol does is poison you. And are they serious about 12 beers a week? That's a fucking 12 pack. Yeah. It's that's a lot of beer. It's, it's, it's a completely like next level. I don't, I say it often on, on, on my channel, but I just have, I just can't, as somebody that was in healthcare and has seen the other side, there is no indication to me at all that our healthcare industry, the ADA are accrediting agencies. Uh, like the, like the, the American Heart Association, they have said some crazy shit, uh, like literally crazy shit. And I just find it that it's very telling when you look at who funds these people. I'm going to see if I can pull up the picture here real quick. Um, because who funds these, who funds the uh, American Diabetes Association is like Stevia, um, like, you know, companies like that, you know, like uh, where. Yeah, here we go. I'm going I'm to pull this up. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I, I look at, and I'm okay with, with them accepting money, but you can tell when, because the AHA, the Heart Association, has had some decent advice. Um, the, the one they had on, the new findings on sleep and the recommendation, I think, was good. Um, but you can kind of yeah. tell where they're afraid to kowtow because they need the money. It's like advertising. Everybody thinks, oh, well, oh, the media is blah, blah, blah. And they're in, no, no, the media doesn't shit on Pfizer because Pfizer pays 75% of their ad revenue. Right. It's all and money. That's a, that's a, it's all money. It, it, like when it comes to these organizations, it's all money. I'm a big believer. Like if something has American heart association connected to it, if we're going to put like all that money should come from like our funds, it shouldn't come from corporations because then corporations have say like Weight Watchers shouldn't be just helping fund the American Diabetes Association. You know, Splenda, same, you know, like uh, now don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Splenda um, when taken in moderation. I think it's better than processed sugar. It's still a processed item uh, and I, I keep it down. I keep it down to a minimum, but I prefer it than processed sugar. But Sun Life Financial, like the healthier like things a lot of these companies already 
uh, like vision care. Vision care is because a lot of diabetics get uh, retinal neuropathy. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so I just wish that like we would be able to fund these things free of outside influence. Um, like for instance, the CDC is the CDC takes money from Pfizer. It's literally on their website. You know? A lot of it. I bet you it's yeah. most of their money. So they're yeah. getting directly paid to approve to, to recommend things outside of their purview. Yeah, I completely agree, 100%. It's this weird thing where um, we've normalized so much unhealthy stuff. Like that, I also find it kind of crazy because like people like you and I are viewed like there. I have been called unhealthy more times now than when I was super fat, dude. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand. Like, like I am like. I'm 52 years old. I can fucking go. Like I have a deep ass gas tank. My resting heart rate's in the mid forties. All my blood work is fucking phenomenal. I'm having more done in December. You know, like I just don't understand how we've gotten to a stage where people will look full face, like full face at people like you and I and be like, well, you're not healthy either. First of all, me not being healthy is completely a secondary point to these fat as fuck people not like watching out for themselves. Like if I'm unhealthy, then you're unhealthy. Like we, like we can be unhealthy together. I'll work on my shit. Will you work on your shit? It doesn't you know make like, what you say any more or less factual. Like if no. a fat person says being fat is unhealthy, if it's a true statement can be backed by data and fact, yes, that is correct. So regardless of our position in life or what we do, but it's crazy because the, our appearance, it's weird because I get shit. I'm really not that big, but I'm really vascular. I have a lot of veins and Alan does too. He just has a lot of tattoos. I noticed that in Cali. I'm like, you're pretty vascular, but yeah. you're, you're, you have a lot of the, you have that, that tribal shit going on and I, you can't yeah. see it. So like people are like, you're unhealthy because you have veins. I'm like, so arterial flow is a bad thing. Yeah. It's genetic. Like my daughter has crazy arm veins. You know, it's like yeah. my whole family has veins. Like it's just what we, it's what we're genetically, my brother, it's all, yeah. we're all vascular people. It doesn't, being on, be having a lot of veins does not signal health or blood flow. It actually shows that I have very low subcutaneous body fat. And if you look at my, how I'm built, I have very low visceral adipose tissue as well. Mm -hmm. That actually, if you were to look at it objectively, like, well, he has blood flow. His skin tone is perfect. His yellow, he has no yellowing of the eyes. He'd be like, he's probably <coughs> in good shape. But yeah. instead, because they're so in their fifis, as you would say, about, yeah. um, you know, about, about any, you know, any of that, like, shit you say about what makes them mad is that you're like, hey, yeah. being fat is not healthy. Well, you're not healthy either. Well, why not? Why, here's my blood work. Here's yeah. my vitals. You know, I send Alan, I'm, I'm, I get more excited, like, very rarely am I like, dude, look at my yeah. bicep pump. I'm usually like, hey, look at my, my resting heart rate, bro. This is awesome. You send me your blood work until we get it. You know? Yeah, I mean, we get excited about that shit. So it's really weird how when you say a fact, like, hey, you know, being fat is not healthy, that people get so defensive that they lash out with one thing. It's like, well, you're, you're veiny and you, you, you look like you lift. It's like, um, yes. And, and, one of my and, favorite and, ones. Yeah, go ahead. One of my one of my favorite ones is how like everybody's like, like with with the massive amount of muscle you have blah 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 like they say this to me like I this is like I, I didn't work out today because I have a little bit of a stomach thing wrong but this is how I normally look most people see me when I'm on camera right after I have like an hour and a half pump there's a very large difference like I can wear a normal size large shirt normally and look like just a dude you know what yeah. I mean like I can look like just a guy you know. Like you're a little like you're a little wider than that and thicker than that. Like Mark is from front to back, Mark is 
one of the thickest people I've ever met. But the and the, and the legs, dude, Jesus Christ. But uh, the legs are just fucking crazy. But I just like I don't understand how like two people that work out almost for a living hours a day where that argument comes from. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't bother me because I know I know I'm healthy compared to what I used to be, especially I know I'm healthy, mm -hmm. you know. I just think that we've reached such a stage in society where like we have dummied down obesity, diabetes, heart disease. Like people just get put on statins like it's crazy. Like don't get me wrong, the the data about statins is you know, 50-50, it's awesome, 50-50, it's useless. Yeah. But but to immediately go towards it is crazy. Like we don't we don't the health industry the healthcare industry doesn't do lifestyle mitigation, nothing. And I just find that to be crazy, but especially about diabetes. I really think that they want the population to be diabetic. Like they want it, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, with statins, we do have data that they, they do decrease your morbidity risk. So that's why yeah. a lot of doctors just give it and it's cheap. It's, I know it, it adds up to billions of dollars in revenue, but it, like you got, it's not, it's generic. It's like seven bucks for like 10 months. It's some mm -hmm. crazy low. So most doctors, their job is to do as little work possible and make you die, make you less likely to die. That's mm -hmm. all they're that's all they're trying to do. So my doctor, who I love, great doctor, every dude over 40 who comes in, no matter what their blood work, he's gonna be like, Have you thought of taking statins? Not right. because he's getting paid from it, because you could actually look up there was a Sun Act. I think it's the Sun Act. You can look up if your doctor has taken money from people. Yeah. You'll have Sun to, Act, I think it's Sun Act or some shit like that. I sent you a long time ago and you yeah. can type in your doctor's name. It'll show it. So my doctor, I think in 2018 had lunch with a rep from Pfizer or from Moderna or some shit or some other company, but it was like, Oh, he had a $20 fucking burger. Okay, good. So like, I know my doctor's not on the take, like right. he's not on the take. So you can actually research it. Sun something. It's, 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 it's out there. You can research if your doctor is on the take. You absolutely yeah. can. But statins are a weird scenario where doctors are dealing. They're not dealing with people who look at health like me, you, and even everybody watching this. You watching this shows that you're in the upper fucking echelon of health. So, yeah. like, doctors are they're dealing with some fat, lazy bastards all day. You might get one in a hundred people who give a fuck. So they're going to be like, Oh, you're over 40. Here's a statin. And chances yeah. are those people are going to have shitty blood work. I mean, the, the, the blood work thing is kind of amazing to me. And it always will be, you know, like, I just think that it's, uh, I, I think that like when you look at how even the USDA talks about ultra processed foods as if not a problem, ultra processed foods leads to diabetes. You know, like, and 57% of American adults, that's what they eat. Like, or the Americans eat 57% ultra-processed foods. That's crazy. Like, that is nuts. It's a higher number for kids, dude. It's like in the 60s for kids, right? And we're wondering why these people are stupid, because it makes you dumb. Like, it, it, like eating, eating year after year that high prevalence of ultra-processed foods affects cognitive behavior affects executive function of the brain it's fucking amazing absolutely it absolutely does um <clears throat> you know my whole thing is if you've ever if you've ever had like itis after like a thanksgiving meal you're actually eating whole foods like you're just eating a lot of it like you're eating probably as many calories every day just more concentrated and it's just the amount of food and and being fat it makes you dumber 
just from a blood flow perspective, if you have less blood flow to your brain, you're just not going to think as fast. Yep. You're not going to be able to operate as well. So you might be a genius fat person. You might be really good at your job. Just imagine how much better you'd be if you weren't fat. We're not right. saying that fat people can't do epic things. We're saying that you can do way better things. Like our whole angle with alchemy and the Holy Trinity stack is you could be anything you want if you're obese, right? You can be anything, but you can't be healthy. Which, by the way, I just shared the link where you can get that at AmbrosiaCollective.com. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, and I think that that's the true thing. Like, I talked about even a little bit about today. This, this craziness that, like, people have in our society, like, no matter what, I, or yesterday I talked about it. Like, I could just break it down to, even if we don't want to talk about metabolic health, just gravity and, and you know, how, how much blood your heart can pump. You're not, you're yeah. not healthy. The average knee has one to two millimeters of cartilage in it, right? When you put hundreds of extra pounds on that, it's still got one to two millimeters of cartilage in it. You know, like, yeah. uh, it's like having a rubber gasket in between something that's supposed to hold 10 pounds, but you put 50 pounds on it. That rubber gasket's going to fucking wear the fuck out, you know? It's about overall stress. And I even noticed that, like, as you know, I was bulking. I was trying to bulk, and I gave up on it because I didn't like where it took my vitals. My resting really? heart rate went up, went to about 60, which I did not like. That's why I measure everything. I got literally two items of measuring stuff on my wrist. But, you know, I, I think that when I was even 10 pounds over what my body rests at, it changed. And I measure everything. Most people don't. It changed everything. It changed my mood. It changed my, my, my energy levels. That was only 10 pounds. Imagine yeah. if I was 100 pounds. I can't even imagine how bad yeah. I would feel. Like my, I, was, I was strong, but I wasn't. Like I was strong on like bench press, but like everything was kind of hurting from carrying the weight around. I can't mm -hmm. imagine how much these fat people hurt just getting out of bed. It's not fun. Uh, speaking of somebody that can tell you, it's not fun. Like, it's absolutely not. It, it is not only that, but it's just humiliating. Like, and I don't care what any fat person says. That one of the reasons why they get so visceral about like saying that they love being fat is because it is humiliating to have to hold your breath to tie your shoes. That's humiliating. To have to have to take a pause to get up a flight of stairs. That's humiliating. You know, it's just and it's a it's a reality. You know. Uh, and I just wish that people could start seeing, I, I always talk about this. I'll debate you anytime. Let's do it while we're walking. You know, like let's, let's, let's go for a, like two mile walk and debate. Like I'll be able to talk. You won't. And oh my you know, God, you know, that's hilarious. I mean, so, so let's say you have a, a client with diabetes mm -hmm. and they're, they're a lifestyle client. They're not like dieting. How do you, what would your recommendation, like your overall, like fucking pie in the sky, uh, big picture recommendation B for how should a diabetic eat? First things first, uh, let's try to get, let's try to get an ounce of fluid per pound of ideal body weight, right? If you're 400 pounds, like it might have to be a little higher than that because you're more than double what you're supposed to weigh. But all the data shows 50, you know, 0.5 ounces to an ounce per pound of body mass is kind of like the sweet spot. So I honestly try to just tell people if you're double what you're supposed to weigh, just get a half but let's try to get like at least an ounce per pound of body mass, of ideal body mass, right? Um, that's, the, that's the start. Get 75% of that in before your midday. That way you're not getting up to take a piss every two hours at night. Morning is very, uh, is very, very different for everybody. But normally I suggest it's, if you're gonna eat anything first thing in the morning, steak and eggs, just steak, uh, even chicken thigh, uh, nothing with carbohydrates is your first meal, right? 
And this goes very against what the ADA would say. The ADA would tell you that, you know, as long as you're getting whole wheat toast and as long, blah, blah, blah. Like my, my thing about it is if you're already diabetic, you, you want to actually engage your like insulin production as little as possible. Right. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, the longer you go without better. Now, if you are trying to hydrate the way you're supposed to hydrate and you try to get most of it in the morning, there's a strong chance you're not even going to be hungry for breakfast. Yeah. To tell you the truth. And if you are on our supplements, uh, you won't be hungry for breakfast most, yeah. most of the time. And let, unless you have, unless you have an inordinately high caloric output, unless you're, you're doing like how Mark and I work out like more than once a day type of thing. Right. But midday, try to get some veggies and some fiber. Like, you know, so the, like fibrous veggies, not starchy vegetables, just fibrous vegetables, some cauliflower, some broccoli, sprouts are an amazing thing. Um, uh, but try to get, you know, more protein, fiber, fiber, fibrous veggies, veggies, right? Sorry, cruciferous veggies, right? And then your evening meal, if you're going to have it, I would have you have, if you're going to have any carbohydrate, that would be where you would have a starchy vegetable of some kind, like a potato or a sweet potato or even some rice. Now, if you're diabetic, you should be doing yourself a favor and monitoring your blood sugar two hours after you eat any of this, right? So if you monitor it two hours after you eat any of this, you can start keeping a log and, and de decipher which foods you're eating impact your, uh, impact your glycemic, like your glycemic response and blood sugar response to a much greater degree. So two hours after you eat anything, you want to take an assessment. First of all, how do you feel? Do you feel lethargic? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel good? Uh, what's your blood sugar at? Those sorts of things. And in relative speaking, if you're going to taste anything that has the flavor of sweet in it, that should be at the end of the day. And if you have type two diabetes, processed sugar and processed foods, ultra processed foods, that should be like a holiday. And even then very sparingly, yes. like you've eaten those enough. They, they interact with your blood, blood sugar so quickly. Because like processed sugar and even ultra processed flour enters your bloodstream so quickly compared to like uh, vegetables that have fiber connected to it. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's a big dump. That's why you get the big dopamine hit and stuff like that. So from there, make sure you're getting some stress relief every day. I would resistance train versus, uh, versus hit train for uh, somebody that has type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. uh, resi resistance training builds up muscle mass, which will increase your... Um, which will increase your basal metabolic rate, but also uh, chances are, if you're a type two diabetic, you're having some in, some instances of sarcopenia already. You know what I mean? Like, and and there's GLUT four transporters, Alan. Um, yeah. it, it stimulates something called your GLUT four, which helps to helps your body essentially, in layman's terms, process carbohydrate efficiently. Yep. So weight yep. training stimulates GLUT four, unlike cardiovascular training. Right. So I I would stay away from the like long, you know, elliptical sessions or anything like that, weight train at a moderate level with decently high volume, nothing under like six reps ever. Uh, try to maybe go for like anywhere from 12 to 15 reps on, on all the stuff you do consistently at least four days of the week. And for the three days a week that you don't weight train, at least go for a walk to keep uh, your system going and stuff like that. Uh, and very real, very, I mean, I'm just putting this out there. If you're already on metformin, I would highly suggest you give alchemy a try. It has been like all the data from the ingredients of it show that it could very much be not only a rival, but you know, better for you because it doesn't have as much, uh, as much uh, side effects. I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm not prescribing it to you. I'm not your doctor. I want to be very clear about this. But if you look at berberine, if you look at NC2, the clinical studies that have been done, the human trials that have been done, 
They help regulate blood sugar, regulate blood sugar. They help with insulin sensitivity. Um, women that have PCOS, women that have PCOS are often, oftentimes develop type two diabetes. I frankly think that you should be on uh, Alchemy versus metformin if you have PCOS. Uh, berberine has been shown to be much, be more effective or as effective as metformin without having any side effects. So that's one of the biggest things because side effects from all medications lead to another medication. Like that's almost yeah, they always love that. It. Yeah, they love it. It's a two for one deal, man. It really is. But that's how we go about it. And that's how we go about it with many people. Now, as that's the first week's worth of homework. The second week, like they, if they check in and are like, I was really hungry after my, my, my morning meal, we're gonna take a look at what they put on their, their proteins and stuff like that, um, or increase the size of the protein at, at, at breakfast. Um, most of the time, like an inordinate amount of time, people just start skipping breakfast because they're just not hungry. They're, they're yeah. filling up on hydration, stuff like that. Uh, but I just, th at the next meeting, like, because we, we, when we coach, we have weekly conference calls. Uh, at the next meeting, how did you feel? What was your blood sugar at between your meals? Okay, so your blood sugar here was, you know, 150 and your blood sugar here was 80. What did you eat each before each of these? How did you feel when, when, when this was being taken? Uh, and like, we should try to keep it where it's, you know, at the level where you don't need to manage it pharmaceutically, you know? Uh, so let's focus more on those foods if we can. And just, I mean, out, like completely cut out alcohol, completely cut out processed sugar. Like if you're a type two diabetic, processed sugar, ingesting processed sugar and being type two diabetic, and this is kind of controversial. I have got, got Twitter flared for this or X flared, whatever. But if you are ingesting processed sugar on a daily basis and injecting insulin or taking metformin, I don't understand how our insurance should help you pay for that. I don't, I don't understand how other people should help subsidize that because you are very clearly spiking your insulin levels or you're very clearly spiking, spiking your blood sugar that need, requires insulin, excuse me. And you are basically harming yourself and then we are subsidizing you, enabling you. And I just don't think we should be, like, I think we should give them 90 days to get their shit together. Look, you became type two diabetic, you need insulin. Here's 90 days to start getting your shit together and the rest of that's gonna come out of pocket, right? I mean, if it's a type one diabetic and they can't do anything about it, we should take care of these people as much as we possibly can. But the current system market's set up where people are just going to remain type two diabetic. They don't even try to reverse it at all. And there's no fiduciary, uh, there's, there's no fiduciary uh, like reason for them to do so. Like none, like, I mean, they, 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 they want to make the money. Elon is against Alan too. No, I didn't get Twitter flared from him. It was all it was the, the all the fat and believe it or not, it was mostly fat fucking uh, yeah. conservatives who, who want to fucking be able to drink their beer and fucking uh, eat their donuts ball. and watch sports ball all the fucking time. Right? I watch sports you know? ball, but in my defense, I have a son who plays sports ball, so yeah. I'm, I'm all about. I, have no, I coach sports ball. I have no reason to watch sports ball. My son doesn't play sports ball. My son doesn't watch sports ball. I haven't watched sports ball in a long time. Um, I, I don't know how dudes will sit down and spend six hours of their weekend watching sports ball instead of holding their hands, their, their wife's hand and doing shit like that. We've never watched a whole game. Like Preston, like about midway into any quarter, he'll be like, hey, let's go outside and do something. So we've never actually, we've had time to sit at home. We've never actually watched a complete game. He'll get motivated to go do it himself, right? That's like, awesome. If anything, and we go to we go to the soccer. We have one on Saturday. We're, we're season ticket holders soccer team, Nashville yeah. SC. But um, we go just because it's Nashville and it's dope. And by by the time we walk in the stadium to our seats, walk around, go, we're at we're at seven thousand steps a trip. So for us, it's it's an active friggin' experience. Yeah. We love it. 
Nashville, like you got to go out and do stuff. And if your your thing is sports, that's great. But a lot of these guys, like, man, they they live so vicariously through other men. It is Cernovich is right about that. Like. People just love their sports balls, bread and circuses, man. The world's falling apart yet. Oh, I got to watch the Jets. I got to I gotta watch my team. You're not on the team, bitch. It's not your no, team. Like, What's this week? I'm like, like they'll be like, oh, we won this week. I'm like, bitch, you haven't played since 1984. Yeah. It's always amazing to me like because I do have – you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so the Pittsburgh Steelers were like literally ingrained at you. Yeah. I've been a Steelers well, fan st- since I was a kid. If I still watched football, I would be. But they lost me a long time. They they lost me signed Michael Vick. To tell you the truth, when they signed Michael Vick, the, the Steelers lost me. Well, that, that was, was the, the last Eagles. team I watched. That was the Eagles, though. No, the Steelers, the Steelers signed him for a while. Well, I I, I don't even remember that. That's crazy. See, yeah. I'm I'm a bit remiss on the Michael Vick thing because not not because I'm, I'm I like dogs fighting and dying. So this is another time. But like. So, like, dude, there's literally been NFL guys who've been implicated in murder and been able to come back yeah. and play. Yeah. And I think he did his – I don't think he would have gotten jail time if it wasn't Michael Vick. And yeah. let's be – even though he's not from there, like – and, again, this is disgusting. You know I love – I love dogs more than people. But also, right. as you know, with the Israel-Palestine thing, I'm, I'm nuanced on everything where I'll yeah. piss you off because people are like, take a side. I'm like, there's not always one clear winner. And let me explain. No. When I grew up in the inner city, it was a thing for the essays, for my, my Latino friends. They used to fucking fight pit bulls and Rottweilers. That was a thing. It was mm-hmm. cultural. They weren't bad people per se, but in their culture, it was, at, it was honorable for a dog to die fighting. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not fucking saying I'm a fan of it. I'm saying yeah. that's what fucking happened. So in I the South, you. now also now in the South... Again, where I also lived, not, not, not as a kid, I don't know as much about it, but from people I talked to in the black community, not all black communities, in a certain black community or certain black communities, dog fighting is like a fucking thing. So it's like in, in India, cows are sacred, right? So we don't yeah. like, but we'll still like, people joke around and be like, or people go to these vegan protests eating fucking chicken sandwiches. I saw that meme. Or like yeah. motherfuckers go to in front of Indians. We're eating burgers like it's nothing. When they're like, yo, that cow's sacred. So for us, where animals are domesticated, yes, they, but they will. What's funny is they separate it because they'll have non-fighting dogs in their house. And they treat mm-hmm. them like humans. But they'll have these pit bulls who are actually literally bred for fighting as they're fighting dogs. So I'm, right. I, I think it's disgusting. I do. I'm not a fight. I think we should ban all dog fighting, but I also think it shows there's a cultural disconnect with what these cultures do from the inner city Latinos to the Southern um, blacks. And, and so, so I think we I, need to remember that we're not always in the same, you know, I completely agree. My problem was more along the lines of how the NFL operates with, uh, with, with felons. Okay. And here's why. I think that being a felon, if you paid your time and you get out, you should have full reign Clean of slate. society. Clean yeah, I, and I, I believe that. And if, the, and if the person is too dangerous, if, if we think the person is too dangerous, why the fuck are we letting them out? You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that, right? But at the time, I signed, signed Michael Vick, I was still in healthcare, and I was trying to hire one of the probably best chefs I could possibly get for one of my independent living places. And independent livings are were very rich old people pay to live a very serious posh life. They pay like $20,000 a month for their room, 
their food. It had a sushi bar, um, a dance club. Like, I mean, these old people fucking jammed, right? And it looked like a fucking palace. And this guy was probably the best chef in Savannah, Georgia, right? And I could not get him hired because he had a felony on his record. From oh. when he From like 25 fucking years ago. No. And since, since, we, since we take federal funds, we could not hire him. Now, I don't understand because the NFL takes federal funds. And they're, 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 for a while, at the time especially, they were tax exempt. So how in the fuck can I not be able to hire somebody who had a felony 25 years ago, who's an amazing chef, would have done amazing things for old people. I had met this guy's family, everything like that. He was a great dude. I had to tell him no because he had a felony from 25 years ago, but, but Michael Vick's making $100 million or $10 million a year sitting on the bench after having a felony. It's more along the lines of like, the Steelers should know better than, than, than that. that and the uproar, the uproar in Pittsburgh about it was fucking crazy because, yeah. you know, I, mean, they're, like, I get what you're saying with the, with, like, the different, uh, different things. Do you really think that that's part of his culture or do you think that he got, got rich and decided he was going to be like, uh, well, let's do this? You know, like I've sure. heard, I've heard, yeah, I've heard he's, he like, doesn't like understand, like he didn't understand what was going on. I've heard I, that I, before. I, yeah. I, um, it, it's tough to say. I'm just, I mean, all these things, like I'm not an expert on it, but I, he did his, like he, he did his time and yeah. he's a fucking great quarterback. You know, it's like, like the Kaepernick thing, like that thing keeps getting brought up. He's 35 years old. And other than the one year he made it to the Super Bowl, he's been, as Deion Sanders say, hot garbage ever since. Like he yeah. lost his job to fucking Gabbert. Like, and yeah. they're still bringing, they're still recycling that story. And then he calls the, and then he sues the NFL. They settle with him. And now he's like, I want to play for the Jets. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you're yeah. not even a good quarterback. You're not even a good right. backup. Think about all these studs who come out of college who don't play after college. Like the, mm -hmm. any one of those guys is better than Kaepernick. Like, right. and he's got a, and he's like a vegan now, so his body's all fucked up. He's got a fucking dad bod. Like he's yeah. not the guy. Like in his prime, I'm a huge I'm a huge Kaepernick fan, dude. I remember watching that Super Bowl, and I was like, dude, this guy's fucking amazing. I'm like, this is the future of football. But I think what happened, I don't even think he believes what he says. I really don't. I think that he was falling, and he comes from the best white family ever. Like, he's actually been raised as a white kid. He never he, – he, okay, he was a – I understand he was a doc, probably went through some shit. But he got – like, he won the fucking lottery. That guy got right. raised by the richest, whitest people ever. And then he's like, right. wait, so – and he's a smart dude. Like, he's not stupid. He's like, okay, so I ain't going to make money as a, as a fucking marquee quarterback. And he's like, fuck it, I'm taking a knee. He's like, I'm going racism on this. When you lose yeah. your job to Gabbert, you got to do something to compensate for that. Yeah. I would agree. I th I th but I think that a lot of, I think that it was, the, that was kind of the start of the virtue signaling thing too. You know? Yes. But, and if, if he's got a dad bod from being vegan, he should just go and eat watermelon for a month. It'll get him shredded. Oh man, more Cali muscle. Like I, I like my favorite thing about Cali. Hold on. My favorite thing is he looks terrible and he still says he looks better than like me and Chris, which is amazing because oh, last I checked, Callie did compete and tried to get a pro card and couldn't win one. Last time I checked, um, I, got, I got one right over there. Um, yeah. So, oh, say hi to Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Um, <laughs> she's actually home. It's fall break here. We couldn't do anything because the soccer playoffs. Um, right. So, so I'm just... <sighs> You know, I just, I, I find Callie is like the greatest. 
human psychology fucking study I've ever seen because I've never seen someone as he's either he's going for clicks. He's absolutely out of his mind or a little bit of each. Um, But like, I mean, it's so sad that social media has ruined him, not just as a social media star, because he was a star. We can't deny he was a star. No, he was. But but as a person, as a human being, and it's also ruined his heart. Like he will he will not live a full life. His heart, no. once you go through a Widowmaker, what you know the exact how many years are, are you gonna are you are taking off your life from Widowmaker? Oh, like like he's he'll be lucky if he makes it five, ten more years. Like super lucky. Is that how it is? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which is sad because as you've seen, I I used to do collaborations with Kali. I used to love we well, love the guy. What an infectious personality. Like he walks in a room, it lights up. But then what happens is you get too big for your britches. What happens yeah. is you get this, all these people start telling you how awesome you are. And yeah. then you feel like you, you get this God complex and then you mm-hmm. feel you're invincible. And then you get this reaction cause you're big. So you want to get bigger. You start taking mm-hmm. more drugs. You start taking more insulin. You start taking more GH. You start doing all this shit. Next thing you know, it, it, it's out of your control and you're spiraling downhill. And then you're not getting the views you used to get cause you're in your forties now, not in your thirties and kids don't want to watch. So then you're doing more and more shock things like mukbang. Mm-hmm. The guy was yeah. doing mukbang. Yeah. And it's but, like, okay, there but you go. protein powder is why he had a heart attack, bro. <laughs> I mean, the guy was doing mukbangs and, and crazy mukbangs too, like that one uh, yeah. avocado dude. Like he was yeah. doing crazy mukbangs. Like I'm talking – and then he was faking heart attacks in him. Remember that? Where he That's got so fucking – so ridiculous. And then he has a heart attack. It's, it's kind of poetic and sad at the same time. Like I don't wish death upon anyone, but like no. – I think all of us saw this train wreck coming from the oh, copious yeah. amounts of steroids to the abuse of food to the to the just outlandish shit and skits he would do online. You're watching him like you're watching a NASCAR race if you're just waiting for the crash. I tell you when I lost, I, I, I like because here's my thing. I don't need to like somebody to respect somebody. I'm one of those people. Like, I don't need to like you to respect you. I can respect people's game. Like, I respect Greg Doucette's drive i don't necessarily like him as a person but i respect his drive and what he's built right and i respected callie right up until the point where i saw him pull the knife on the dude like because like you're a bitch like like you're a bitch like if you if you are half the tough guy you claim to be why are you pulling a knife on this dude who literally just like it was basically like a accidentally stepped on his shoes like type of situation or something like that like, why the fuck would you do that shit? And then when he starts calling out my friends, I'm just like, all right, dude. Like, well, I mean, he's talking I, like he fuck? can fight. If you can fight, you don't need to pull a knife on an unarmed man. No. And that I was mean, when sure he was that... big. He's not yeah, challenging anybody to fights now. I'll gladly, if he, if he challenged me to a boxing match, I won't even train for it. I'll be like, let's go. I'm going to have to lose 40 pounds to be in your weight yeah, class. You would, but... you would shatter him. Like, dude, you would absolutely punch, shatter I'd, him. I'd punch him in his chest. <laughs> Uh, did I say that? That's awesome and savage at the same time. Dude, um, which is honestly where you want to get punched in boxing. It normally doesn't hurt. Meaning I yeah. do not want to hurt him at all, right? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy is just like, I hate this horrible use of words, but like he completely dug his own grave. He mm-hmm. literally, and it's, it's, it's what, I think he is the case study of what could happen when you let social media drive you. When you, when you become social media, when you buy into your own hype. So a lot of, a lot of,
our counterparts in the fitness YouTube fitness especially realm have have done that I think I think we're reaching like a new there we are okay black, just blacked out but I think we're, we're reaching a new era of it though I think that there's going to be those that are still like you know take my three body type quiz blah 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 bullshit you know like V shreds I think that they're always going to be around but there's a lot more people that are starting to be like okay let's just fucking Let's get back to the basics here about shit. I'm starting to see a very positive influence. It's a matter of whether YouTube and other social medias will allow that stuff to go. Like you're back to doing like workout tutorial videos and stuff that. And I really think that that's that's been something that's been missing, right? Yes. Because while it may not get the most views, I think that it had gotten too much to the point where people wanted to see the drama. Like not knocking on so many people, but when you're Every thumbnail is you with your mouth gaping open, like trying to act all shocked. Like, at, at, like I, I tried the rock diet and then your mouth is all like, you know, like yeah. when you're when you're doing that, like if that's every one of your thumbnails, I'm just going to say you're not about fitness anymore. You're about views. And that's cool. Like for real, I, I like everybody do their thing. Right. But at the same time, like, don't think you get a seat at my table. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, because. That's, that to me is just disingenuous shit, and we're trying to help people and entertain people. Don't get me wrong, I, I yeah. wouldn't want to entertain people, but I think that they, a lot of, a lot of our, our counterparts, especially in 2020, because in 2020, they weren't actually able, it's since 2020, they weren't actually able to say what I think most of them knew and wanted to. Most of them just, they, they, were, they could have, they just chose not to, right? We did. Uh, we did. Hell yeah. And I, and I think ever since then, they have been struggling to stay in the algorithm, you know, because my, my biggest piece of advice to all, all the fitness people, you're going to have to take a side at some point in time because they're trying to exterminate the fitness industry. Like, you, they, the first thing they do is close gyms, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. like the, that, that basically puts you out of business uh, for, for a great degree for a lot of people. Uh, unless you're like me and Mark and you were able to shift to at-home workouts, band workouts, TRX workouts, stuff like that. Or you have a home gym, that shit puts you out of business. <laughs> like it just really does. It not only that, but it puts all the people that watch you out of business. You know, and like how, how many times like we're racist, toxically masculine. I got my traditional masculine shirt, uh, traditionally masculine shirt on. But I think that they're trying to, they're trying to basically wipe out the fitness industry, so to speak. And I think a lot of times people like Cali help them because it just yeah. looks so outlandish. The dude's eating like a watermelon a day. Like if he ate 10 pounds of watermelon a day, that's 30 grams of protein. 10 pounds of watermelon, 10 pounds. That's an wow. enormous amount of watermelon. That is wow. 30 grams of protein. So it's easy for him to wow. say, just eat a watermelon a day or eat what only eat watermelon for a month because you had like 80 extra pounds of lean mass that you could lose and still and, and not be bad. I do think he has fucking gone the other way like i'm i'm i easily outweigh him and i never thought that would happen like yeah. no no he yeah. was huge dude i told you when i yeah. did that video in 2016 with him in vegas bro yeah. he was at least 260 and we took that picture together and I, I i think i had a better physique but dude he dwarfed me like i looked yeah. small compared yeah. to that guy and i that was when i was like 230 220 220 230. big yeah. dude that's, but I mean, and so he had basically like 80 pounds of lean mass to lose, you know, and he's oh, done yeah, so. He, he has. Do you think, do you, uh, just as a thing, do you think they're like the biceps are still huge? Do you think there were spot injections going on there? Is that how that works? 
Man, he took so much stuff. I mean, every video, I said this in my video yesterday, every video he does, he adds something. He's like, yeah, I was on, at first it was like, I was just taking a little bit of testosterone, then it went to insulin, then it went to trend, then it went to this and that, the third. It's like, who knows what he took? Yeah. Like, he took so much. But biceps will, your arms, if you have big arms, like his arms are so big though, but his yeah. body has shrunk so fast. I think that his arms just, they're going to be the last to go because they were so fucking big. Yeah. I, I mean, enormous. Like, although I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shocked that like my, uh, my, my, I actually have bigger triceps than him. Like I, I am just, I'm going to roll in that as much as possible that I'm bigger than Cali muscle now. Like I'm just going to, that you can't well, take that from me now. So like, well, that, that's it's not like, a, um, when Lionel Messi played Nashville, we went to the game. I told my brother, dude, that's like watching Michael Jordan. He's like, nah, that's like watching Michael Jordan on the wizards. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's Damn. a good compete. You got it. And uh yeah. yeah, I mean he's a shadow of himself, man. It's 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 a shame. And I hope this he person, again I oh yeah, go ahead. This person says, Will you come out with a bundle for uh just normal and alchemy? Right here. I just shared the link right now. Well, I think they want saying without ember, and the answer is the best way to do that is just to take buy both of them separately if you don't want ember. There, there there's there's a Dude, the Ambrosia has a has a stack, which is it's an AMPM stack with uh, no more. Oh, well, they, that's no more bidding in Ember. Shit. Yeah, I would actually. What you want to do if you want a good deal on it, just go to TigerFitness.com on Friday. We have our Halloween sale. Oh, that's gonna be huge, huge, it's huge, be huge. Nice. So it's Halloween sale, TigerFitness.com. Friday, you get that free shirt. We're doing it Friday, so you get your shirt so you can wear it on Halloween. Ah, thinking ahead. Yeah, so here, by the way, here's the link for Tiger Fitness to buy No Morbidity. And that'll allow you to then pick up Ember with that, too. Or, I mean, uh, Alchemy with that, too. I'll get with the team on getting the Holy Trinity up. Yeah, we could probably do that. Um, so, uh, let me, he's asked this like four times. So, okay. um, from Lawrence, he's been tired as fuck lately, worked out four times a week, eat eight, 90% clean. Um, there's so the problem is, Lawrence, we don't have enough information. The number one thing I'm thinking is you're not probably not sleeping enough. Yeah. I mean, that would be the number one, not knowing more, but you're probably not sleeping enough. Um, try to get enough sleep. Try to go to bed. Try to get up, get sunlight in the morning. Make sure you look, get outside, get like 10 minutes of sunlight. Um, mm -hmm. Again, like there are so many factors. Also, your diet's 90% clean. That tells me nothing. Like you yeah. could be eating 200 calories. I don't know. Yeah. Not only that, but... uh you know how much hydration you get and there's a lot of factors that, that are involved in it especially yeah. especially fatigue you know unfortunately we don't have enough information to answer it yeah. but um but yeah i mean you know look at sleep no um we have that they just don't sell enough to make a run i mean it's it's bought by like 10 white girls and that's it i mean the <laughs> pumpkin pie outright but every year i have to so <laughs> both both year alan both years we've done pumpkin pie outright bars i've had to um, basically give away or throw away more than I made from it. So I lost money every time I ran it. Yeah. Just so you know about bars, I have basically three months to sell them or they fucking, I have to get rid of them. And that's such so, a, like, it's such a complicated thing. Like, I don't think the people watch understand the outright bar is, I don't know, like, Mark runs basically like six businesses. I don't know how the fuck you keep it straight, dude. I, I, I'm I always amazed I at you. I, I don't. I'm always <laughs> amazed. But the outright bar is more, is, even more intricate because there's shelf life on, on the product. So you have to stay in plenty of uh, stock, try to sell as much as you can, but not have too much 
Yeah. So then you have to get it back. And you're in like tons of different stores now. Well, too. I was out of cookies and cream for about three weeks because we got one order that wiped us out like fucking eight weeks in advance because we're opening all these new accounts. And then people are like, oh, what's I'm like, dude, I, I'm doing my best. Like we ran out of wrappers. It literally fucked us up. So w- let's end on this one. And then because um, I got to I got to get some shit. Um, so Same here's sir. the problem. Every yep, you, you're getting five hours of sleep, dude. You're about halfway there. Raise that shit to seven, and I guarantee you'll feel amazing. You're gonna feel so much better. You have to find a way, and if you can't find a time to take at least like a, a thirty minute to, an, I, I like naps. If you can't get yeah. it in, find a time during the day instead of like if you have a break at work, go in your car and take a nap. Mm-hmm. I completely go agree. in your car and take 100%. a nap. Just just prioritize sleep. Anyway, I think, all right, I'm going to jump on something right now. Guys, appreciate it. Um, Alan, you, you're on top. Uh, yeah, I'm out, I'm, out, I'm, I'm out too. Thank you, sir. Always good. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back sometime next week, if not later on this week. We'll see. Yes. So, uh, dude, have a great day. I'll, I'll text you later. All right, peace out. Peace out.